Hi, my name is Brooke Lowsby. Welcome to the Law Life Coach Podcast. And we are here highlighting innovators who are making the law a healthier and happier place to practice. Joining us today is Amanda Luftman. Amanda is the managing partner at Boren Osher and Luftman in El Segundo. Welcome, Amanda. Brooke, thanks so much for having me. And it's always a pleasure to work with you and to join in on any project that you are undertaking. Because I definitely <laughs> think of you as an innovator in the law. So thanks for having me. Wonderful. Well, you know, it dawned on me when I was thinking about good, good leadership and who could represent good leadership, especially at boutique firms. You were the immediate person that popped in my mind. Um, I, as a coach, you know, I have a coach as well. And one of the things that my coach has mentioned in terms of uh, retaining really good talent has been three things that he notes that that really need to be in place. One of them is you need to be doing something you love every day. The second key is to have a best friend at work. And the third and I think most important key is a belief and a knowing that your boss has your back. I think after talking to most everyone at your firm, they would all agree that you have their back. Can you talk just a little bit about like how that shows up? Uh, I, I had never heard the three that you espouse or your coach espoused, and I find them all very interesting. I definitely can relate to the feeling that your boss or your supervisor has your back, in part because I've had the pleasure of having people who have had my back like that, and of course, the alternate experience where somebody really hasn't been behind me. Um, I think I have to start with a, a phrase, that I, a word that I learned that applied to law firms that I had never considered in context before, but I think it really helps set the stage for anybody who's thinking about management or leadership in a law firm environment, which is the word hypercritical. And it is a very true and applicable word because a small mistake in a law firm environment can be insanely costly um, on so many levels. And so by necessity, we end up in these hypercritical environments. And that means you're going to get negative feedback pretty much no matter what role you sit in in a law firm. Or if we frame that a little more positively, constructive criticism, um, that feedback is coming to you. So the question to me then is how do you marry that constructive feedback or the hypercritical nature of the nitpicking that is going to come at an employee while still understanding or helping the employee understand that when push comes to shove, you're going to be right there supporting their growth, a challenge that gets leveled against them, whether it's by a client, judge, opposing counsel, or even another colleague. And to, to answer you as directly as I can, I think for me, I spend a lot of time and energy making sure that I have some understanding of the employee as a person, and that's a benefit to me of a boutique firm, and understanding what their motivations are so that when they make that mistake or when that hypercritical lens comes to shine a, a distinct light on them or their work, they also understand that if somebody were to challenge them, I would be the first person standing right there defending them. And knowing enough about them and their practice, their level of care, what their strengths are, and knowing who they are as a human being can be so valuable to helping them. So that would be my, my at least preliminary answer. 
And do you think that's a skill that you just naturally have, kind of just a curiosity about people and that you can pick up on their personalities? Or is that something you've learned? Well, I definitely think it helps to like people to begin with, but hopefully if you've accepted a leadership role, you have some interest in managing and working with your team. Um, whether you got elected into your leadership role or you, you know, took it upon yourself. But 100%, I think it's, it's a learned skill. I think there are some who have maybe a more of a natural affinity, but it's just like every other skill that we deployed as lawyers too, we get better at it. Your first motion in lemonade should not look like your ultimate motion in lemonade or your first pitch in oral argument shouldn't look like the one that you do as a 10-year attorney. So as a leader, I also think that it's imperative that you take out that skill and you dust off, you dust it off and you use it. And the more you use it, the more comfortable it is and the better you are at it. So 100%, I would say it's a skill. Mm -hmm. And I love too how you point out that yes, criticism is absolutely something that's going to have to happen in a law firm. I was reading um, a book uh, scaling up. It's by uh, uh, Vern, Vern Harnish. And he talks about some leadership principles in there. And one of the things he talks about is for um, an employee to have ultimate satisfaction within their job, they need to have a ratio of three, you know, affirming positive comments to every one negative or disparaging comment to feel balanced. And in a marriage, it's five to one. <laughs> But, but for employees, you know, I, I think that one of the things that lawyers, an easy practical tool that lawyers can employ that doesn't take very much time is simple thank yous, recognition, acknowledgement, good jobs. Is that something that you put into play in your practice? So I'd like to say that I'm at that ideal three to one ratio, but I think that would be a flat lie. I don't think I achieve that ratio. And I'm going to say in general, we probably don't achieve that ratio here, but I will say that we think a lot about the thank yous. And I don't know it, what, what the book might have shared about a public thank you versus a private one-on-one -on -one thank you. But something that we've really implemented and focused on here at BOL is we've really thought about the publicity of that recognition. So not just, thanks Brooke, I really appreciate that you stayed up late and got the motion in, but then going to the firm meeting or sending an email around the firm saying, wow, we just won this motion for summary judgment and it was in no small part due to Brooke's tremendous efforts and her stellar writing skills. Thanks so much, Brooke, for being part of the team. And so when you give that public recognition, which I find law firms in particular are not necessarily good at, I think it really resonates with people. And it's nice to be recognized. I think that's right. And something specific that you just did, I think, naturally is it wasn't just like a, hey, good job, but you actually pulled specifics, like whether it's the writing skills or like something specific that the person can attune to and feel valued and seen. And I think for me, that really highlights in understanding who your people are, because all of us have weaknesses and all of us have strengths. And the more that I can highlight and play to and praise somebody for the strengths, the more they feel like a star and the more inclined they are to shine, in my opinion. Yeah. And along those lines, uh, you and I were having a conversation recently just around recognition um, and, how, and, and really kind of celebration. Can you talk a little bit about how your firm um, celebrates its employees? Yeah. So I really, again, try to think a lot about how to pull together, especially because 
law firms environments tend to be fairly siloed. We're praised and financially rewarded for working independently. So helping us all to come together and to have those moments of recognition, it's tricky. We had always decided to do a birthday in-person celebration so that we could kind of recognize and we circulate a card where we try to have some kind things and to your point, specific things to say about each other. But we recently decided that we wanted to really celebrate also the work anniversaries that happen. This is not uncommon in a company, but it's very uncommon in a law firm environment. And so pulling from some of those pieces that some companies deploy to promote development and cohesion has really been a focus. And I'll tell you in this new remote environment that we're currently living in, hopefully this airs after next Tuesday, um, we're pulling together something for who's having a one year work anniversary and trying to figure out a remote celebration. So we're pulling together the pieces now to do a screen share, which will later become a piece of art for this employee um, as she marks her one year with us next Tuesday. <laughs> that's wonderful. You know, and I think you're, you're pointing out something too that's really interesting is looking at specific personalities as well. Like, is this somebody that wants a public recognition or would this person value more of a one-on-one? -on -one? That might be something also to, to take into consideration. And, you know, I want to actually say something to that. So we have an employee who we know doesn't love public recognition and doesn't like the spotlight. And he's a super valuable player for us. And so we have tried to come up with some innovative ways to make sure he's feeling appreciated and recognized without doing it in a more public or outing type of forum. And so one of the things we've done is we've taken something that we happen to know is a hobby of his, and we've gone and purchased a, a gift certificate to a store supporting the hobby. And then the three of us who are partners all wrote him a thank you card and gave it to him with the gift card, just trying to recognize and acknowledge the work that he's done. And I feel like those little bits of personalization, they're game changers because we're lucky that the attorneys that work here also come and say to us, you know, hey, this is the firm that we're gonna work at because we think you care about us as a person. Yeah, that, that caring and that trust, I think, are the sticking pieces that make people wanna stick around. And in addition, I think that your firm has really done a good job under your leadership in terms of creating a path, a path to partnership. A lot of smaller firms, I think, struggle, especially if, you know, it's, it's just a few attorneys or they're growing. Like, how do, how do I create a path? How do I create a vision of a place that a employee can grow and stay at? And believe me, it's something we struggled with too. It's part of the reason we actually chose to practice in a small firm environment is because it gave us flexibility to come off of this crazy notion that just because you're a seven-year lawyer or a 10-year lawyer or a 15-year lawyer, you're partnership material. It's, I think, again, very individualized. Some people, you can tell at their fourth year of practice that they probably should be a partner somewhere, if not your firm. And if you develop, and I will give huge credit to Steve Mendel, who is the managing partner of a family law firm that's bigger than ours in West LA, but he really helped me to find a set of kind of metrics that work just for BOL. Like, what are our criteria? And following some of his guidance, we established basically what our own in-house criteria are and have made sure it's communicated to our attorneys, hey, if this is interesting to you, 
This is what it would take to become a partner here. And by the way, here's what it would take to be on an equity partnership track, if that's interesting. And I think also the more senior, let's just say older, that I get, the more I recognize that there are a lot of different ways to contribute to a law firm and to a partnership. I need a partner who is that research and writing partner almost as much as I need the partner to make the rain or drive the business. So recognizing again that your players, if you look at your puzzle as a whole and figure out if you have only researcher and writers, you're not gonna have any work to do. So there will be no research and writing. But if you can make the right mix, you can kind of piece together everybody in a growing, moving forward sort of fashion. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's spot on. And again, that, that highlights how important that individualization is with, with each of your employees. Um, Good. So, um, so I'm curious, are, would you be willing to share some of your metrics? Um, sure. I think that, you know, billing is reality. That's part of what we do. And while I wish that we were a flat free, flat fee operation, as I'm sure many lawyers do, um, that's not the case. So having a billable requirement and having everyone be on the same page here, I think works actually very lenient with what a billable hour is. If you're marketing, or if you're working on a firm administration project, we, yes, it's billed under different codes, but we generally sort of count it. Um, but looking not only at the billable hours, but the realization, how much time is, in the, is being written off would be one of the categories. Another category that we really think about is what's your public persona? How do you show up? How do you show up internally to BOL and how do you show up externally? Do you have a presence? Is your presence a speaker presence? Is it a meeting presence? Are you somebody who likes to write and publish articles? But what do you do to kind of promote your association with the firm? So those would be two of the metrics that for us are really pretty important. And we look also at development. Are you helping others inside the firm grow? Are you coaching? Are you mentoring? Are you stepping up to that next level role where you're not being mentored, but now you're the mentor yourself? Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Um, now, not everybody wants to become a partner. And uh, when I talk to some law firm managers, law firm leaders, sometimes they have absolutely no idea what the career goals are of their, of their attorneys. How do you sit down and have those conversations so that you, do you have any tips or advice for somebody that maybe like is a little bit uncomfortable or that's a new practice to talk to people about their goals? So I do, you know, look at the end of the day, I also practice employment law. So I'm a huge proponent and believer in performance reviews and performance management. I would say that at least annually, you should be having some kind of assessment. And I can really consider it a two-way street. I think that the first step to any assessment is asking the employee to complete a self-evaluation. And when you do that and you give them the time and space, especially if it's somebody who's not a spotlight person, to tell you a little bit about what they want. And if you create a tool targeted to elicit those goals, I think that using a self-evaluation before you give them any of your own feedback can be an amazing way to get kind of some insight. I also think just paying attention, like walk your halls. Is somebody not come out of their office for three days? Did you see somebody with no expression on their face at their firm meeting or on now your Zoom meeting? Call them, Zoom them, go set a coffee with them and have a conversation. You'd be amazed, like 
most of the time lawyers want to talk about the case, the pressing issue, the matter, the client dilemma in front of them. And that's valuable, but not very often do we sit down to talk about the person who's actually behind the practice and doing that can lead to all kinds of insight. Very good point. Um, well, it's just such a pleasure to talk to you. I feel like our conversations could go on forever. Are there any last tips or, or advice that you would want to share? Yeah, I think I have one other thing that I've really tried to implement and it's, it's an imperfect process and ever evolving, but I really think that bringing together your team, whether you decide to bring together just your attorneys or your entire team, when you're in a boutique law firm environment and doing it in a focused manner with some kind of development as the goal is it pays off in dividends. It's unbelievably valuable. It's not something we talk about in law school. It's not something that we talk about very often in big firms. We think about coming together for MCLE, for right that mandatory continuing legal education. But coming together to look at somebody's ability to develop referrals, coming together to look at who the personality, what the personality traits are or what the players are. And we were fortunate enough to have you, Brooke, really facilitate that very first one for us with um, the Myers-Briggs we did, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, with the Myers-Briggs. Mm -hmm. Because even with that, whether you believe in it, you don't believe in it, you like it, you dislike it, you think it's accurate, you don't think it's accurate, it gives everybody a chance to get together and be together and learn together about something other than the client matter or the case law right in front of you. Right. I think that's right. It's all about the team, right? Coming together. And, and also uh, the things that you also mentioned are a lot of soft skills that are going to contribute to professional development for the employee, which is of value as well. It, it has paid every time we have done one of these kinds of programs and we've done, I think about five or six at this point, the, the rewards have been immeasurable, truly. So I think that I would encourage law firms to look a little bit more at some of those practices and incorporate them into their firms. Great advice, Amanda. Well, how can people find you in your law firm? Yeah, yeah we're pretty easy to find. Um, <laughs> you can find us on the internet at BOL, that's BornOsherLeftmanLaw.com. And certainly all of our contact information is there and we answer it. Most people have their phone at home with them right now. So we still answer the phone and answer email and I'm always happy to grab a real cup of coffee or a Zoom cup of coffee and talk about these issues because I think about them a lot and they're definitely near and dear to my heart. And I just want to say, Brooke, thanks for the opportunity to sit down and chat with you more formally today than we usually get to do. Well, you're such a treasure. I'm really happy that we get to share our conversation. Um, well, thank you so much to our listeners too for joining us and uh, please subscribe to the Law Life Coach podcast. Take care everyone and be well.